This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to the Rest is Football question and answer episode with me, Gary Lineker, Micah Richards and Alan Shearer. Uh, thank you once again for sending your questions. Um, we've got lots of them. There's some great ones, I have to say, this week. Yeah, and including the first one. I've got to start with this one. I think it's brilliant. From Anne Brown. Anne asks, as a funeral celebrant, my recurring nightmare finds me standing before a large congregation of mourners, all waiting for my words of comfort. But I have no idea who's died. <laughs> as, as players and pundits, what recurring nightmares do you have? Well, Anne, I have a recurring nightmare that I'm dead in the coffin and the funeral celebrant doesn't know who I am. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, we've talked one or two times about our, our dreams. And, yeah. um, I, used, I used to have one where I couldn't get ready in time to get on the pitch. Um, I couldn't get my shin pads on or couldn't find my football boots and, every, and the rest of the team be going out on the pitch and I, I just couldn't get there. And the other one about two yards out and couldn't score and it kept coming back to me. And I hit the post and it came back to me and it gets the keeper and it came back to me. You couldn't score. <laughs> You, yeah, Alan? we were the same. Well, I was the same about the you ball, one, having to, not being able to get to a ball, and when it's just like half a yard out, and I can't get to it for whatever reason. Yeah, we need therapy. We do. Micah. Yeah, we need help. Yeah. Um, do I have? A we know Micah's, wasn't it? Those dreams. I don't want to know Micah's <laughs> dreams. Actually, I really don't want to know Micah's <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Let's just say it rhymes with bet and net. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, 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 no. Jet. Uh, jet. <laughs> oh, God, Gary's forgotten what those are. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, crikey, it's a thing of the past. Thing of the past. I think we should move on at this point. Uh, Scott Hamilton has a question. He wants to know, what do we think about Messi winning FIFA's The Best Award? Uh, a lot of people are saying it's fixed but it was voted for by managers and captains. Am I right in saying the voting was meant to be January to January? Is that Was that correct? I, I believe it didn't actually include the World Cup, which I've, I've, I find um, remarkable. 
Um, I mean, I'm as big a fan as you can get of Messi, obviously. But I mean, I, I must admit, when I saw it come up, I was actually going to go to the Best Awards. Um, it was it was last Monday, and it's um, it's really close to me. It's ten minutes away, the Hammersmith Apollo. So I thought I was really looking forward to it, but I felt awful, awful. And I, so I had to pull out. Um, I was going with producer Harry actually, um, and and when I saw that Messi had won it, I thought, oh God, me. it would have been great to be there. But he wasn't actually there. I think he was probably staggered he'd won it uh, as well. I think Haaland will feel a bit hard done to. Yeah, yeah, but if it's from January to January, let, let's be honest. I, I was right. If it was, because obviously the the World Cup was in the December, wasn't it? Yeah, but previously it was in December. So it didn't let, count let's for add it. the yeah. context. So. Of course, Haaland should have won it. Of course, of course, he should. All football people know that. We we've already said Messi's probably the greatest to ever do it. There's no hate coming from any of us lot ever. But if we're talking about a team that's just won the treble and someone who's just been instrumental in that, of course, it should have been Haaland. Yeah, but all the players and coaches, yeah, they, they, they do all football, the votes. Yeah. They all vote for it. So yeah. do you know what I mean? It's that. Yeah. So, so it's hard to say, well, oh, well, they should have. Maybe the clue's in the title. It's called The Best Award. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, <laughs> if you have to just vote for who is the best, um, then it, 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 it will always be him. But, you know, having said that, he, well, he had you know, kind of the last half of a season with Paris Saint-Germain in which he was injured a little bit. And then, he, then he's gone kind of semi-retirement, really, if, realistically uh, speaking. So, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've felt for Erling Haaland. Cause, and it was also, it was they had absolutely the same votes, didn't it? And then it went to, I think, the uh, deciding factor was the captain's votes were ahead of the manager's votes. And he had Messi had more captain's votes, so I mean it's it's a, it's democratic. It's democratic. We should never ever argue with democratic decisions. So some something, fishy there. I don't know. Something's fishy. One from Richard Rouse who asks: Surely Dominic Solanke has to be called up to England based on his numbers this season. Alan, as a striker, you can start. There's no doubt you can, you have to see he's having a really, really impressive season. Um, so is Ollie Watkins. Uh, my guess is he'll probably take two backups into to Harry. Like he'll take Watkins plus another. Now he's gonna he's gonna be up against competition from Ivan Tony, Callum Wilson, perhaps Bowen. Dunno. But so yeah, he's having a great season. But for England, if he if he continues to blast them in in between now and the end of the season, then I would say so. But then you also got to look at the form of the others. I was going to say the same thing, Alan. If he continues on this rich vein of form, but half a season's not enough in terms of um, becoming um, an international uh, player. Um, you know, but I mean, obviously he did it in the championship. Then he struggled subsequently. Struggled. I think he has got one cap already, though, hasn't he? He is an England yeah. international. He has got yeah. one cap. Yeah, that's 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 true. Bob Fletcher. He wants to know. He's, he's mentioning you here, Mike. He says, fascinating that Micah does BBC and Sky. Is there inter-channel team rivalry? Uh, do you borrow talking points or do you try to do and offer something different? <laughs> I mean, Alan, you work for Amazon as well as, as the BBC. You work for Premier League Productions, um, which is slightly different because it goes around the world. But yeah, you work for BBC and um, and Sky, Micah. Uh, yeah, CBS. And the, and the rest, CBS, <laughs> TNT. I don't work Who for else TNT. Is he? I don't yes, work yeah, for I've TNT. seen you... 
Um, You've been on TNT as well? No, no, I don't know. I, no, I did I one uh, Champions League game for TNT years and years ago. and then CBS you do for the Champions League. CBS, of course. Yeah. Kate Abdel, yeah. Cadiga and Henri. In the different art there, so BBC's uh, analytical programme, you see all the highlights of the games, and Sky is live games, so I see them as two different things. It's always hard because people always say to me, what do you prefer, BBC or Sky? And I just say, I prefer them equally the same. Oh, the old, hey, Mr. Creosote is back. Mr. Creosote. Where's that Creosote? What's it called? Creosote. What people really want to know is, do you prefer Alan Shearer and me or Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville and Roy Keane? That's what they want oh, to know. Roy, Roy Keane every day of the week. <laughs> well, fuck you. Right, um, I'm on the phone. Hang on a minute, I'm just calling. Good answer, um, mate. Good answer. Um, Ian Wright, would you like to make a transfer and swap with Michael Richards? Um, great. Okay, you're on next week. <laughs> no, I love you. I love you all the same. Oh, oh do one. Damage is done. The damage is done. Uh, you, you two know where my loyalties lie. You, you know where they lie. Yeah, here's a good question for you, actually, Micah. Uh, what do you think of Omar Berada's appointment to be the new CEO of Manchester United? Um, for those that don't know, he was at Barcelona for many years um, and then he, he moved um, to Manchester City, where he's been for a while. He's been very successful at, at both clubs um, and I think he's going to Manchester United as, I think, Chief Operations Officer. Is that is that right? Do you know him, Micah? I've, I know him. I know him very well. Really nice guy. He is uh, incredibly articulate. He's got a plan. So how it works at Man City, you'll have Khaldun, who's chairman slash owner. Then you'll have Ferran, who takes care of not just Man City, but all the Man City group. So he was like the front man. CEO. Yeah, CEO, yeah. any speeches or any direction. And then you have... Cheeky, who is the football side, he concentrates... Who I played with. Yes, yes. Cheeky Begristein. Really great guy. He's just football yeah, he is. I love operations. It. So he does... The, he's the one who gets the players. And Omar, he's like the director of football, yes, sort of. Yes, and Omar really. worked alongside him and Brian Marwood in terms of negotiating the deals, um, dealing with the scouts and all that sort of thing. And... I've listened to him talk and he's so inspirational. The way he knows the game, the way he knows the market. And Gary Neville says it a lot, but best in class in terms of getting every department to run the best that possibly can be. And it's not just his voice. He's happy to take sort of opinions from other people, put them all together and help build all the way from the ground up. So to see him go to Man United is a massive blow, but... Is that a shock to you? It, it, it was, it definitely was a shock, but by all accounts, it was done amicably and they wish him well, but Man United... I bet, I bet they don't. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> well, they wish him well, but just better. But it just shows you yeah. how far Man City have come in terms of organisation and how they run, how all the, the big clubs around the world now are trying to poach their staff, so... It says a lot about him and a lot about the way Man City are doing things. 
I wonder if that's a, that, like kind of a major first major point for Jim Ratcliffe. I wonder if that was. I, I imagine it was his decision, Alan. Do you think? Got to be, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a coup for them after the way Man City have been the last few years. So yeah, big coup for them. That is, yeah, and a statement has to be his decision. Yeah, I would think so. Be, it would be fascinating to watch to see if he makes a big difference at Manchester United. Before we take a break, question, oh, question for me from Stu's football flashback. After leaving for Japan at just 31 years old, do you regret not staying with Spurs and playing in the Premier League? Uh, Premier League started um, a year after uh, I finished playing. the. No, I don't actually because I was slowing down a little bit and I had a kind of... Um, I didn't know at the time because I'd, I'd already signed and agreed with the Japanese club um, and I played another eight months for Spurs <laughs> after that. And, what are you laughing at? Bullshit, guys. Come on, come on. <laughs> I have about the money, money, money. Yeah, yeah, the money, yeah. money, money. <laughs> well, yes, that was a substantial. Um, that was yes, one of the major reasons uh, for me going. I did but, it for the money, money, money. No, no, the, for the, no, money, the main money, reason money. for me was was growing the game of football in different countries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I had it. I had a yen to do that. So um, no, but not at that stage because my powers are waning anyway. And um, so, so no, it, it bought it bought my house. I, we didn't earn as much as they do nowadays. Uh, uh, How long was you there, Gas? Two years. Two years, but I didn't. I had an injury in the in the period that I played for Spurs after I'd signed for them. Um, I had to finish that season. I got I had my first toe injury and I needed. I had an operation after the season finished and I had a gap before I went to Japan, but it didn't really help. And then I had a bad injury after a few games that, that I played. So I didn't play that much, but it was still a great experience and I, I, I enjoyed it. And we're going to take a break now. Um, and during that period, I'll count my yen. <laughs> Micah, it was those stupid quasar boots. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I had ASICs in Japan. Oh, a different did you? deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and did lots Sorry. of um, lots of adverts for energy drinks and things. It was great. You'd have loved it. Um, it's a great country, though. Genuinely, a great country. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Welcome back to the Rest is Football uh, question and answer episode with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and me, Gary Lineker. A question from Neil Woodlands. It's good to see Ivan Tony back as he is a class footballer, but the commentary and adulation for him is, in my opinion, a little bit uncomfortable. Making him captain and all the focus for a guy who was caught doing wrong is not a good example for anyone, particularly youngsters. Thoughts. But there's also another question because we sort of covered that, didn't we, a little bit? Uh, on our main episode uh, from Benjamin Blackburn, who says, do you think the big show Brentford have put on for the return of Ivan Tony is just to raise his asking price in the transfer market? Seems excessive, seeing as he seems to want to move. We sort of covered it a little bit the other day, but I don't know. I think Brentford played it really well. They made it a big deal. They welcomed him back. He was captain. He came out. And it worked. They won a game. They needed to change things, change the momentum. Um, so I, I don't criticise them. Yeah, yes, he was. You know, yes, he was done. Broke the rules. He made a mistake. Big punishment for it. Eight months out of football. It's a big, big punishment. Um, and he served it, and he was back. And I, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably an element of Brentford doing that. Um, in doing so, they know how good he is. It's only going to put his price up. So. Every club does that with a player, though, don't they? That that he's, well, their, he's, he's their big asset, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I got it and understood all of it, and I understood why they made him captain, um, and it worked because he scored. He was man of the match. He helped them get three points, three massive points, which they needed and will go a long way to um, to survival for them uh, because they've got some tough fixtures coming up. So they had to win that game. So I got it and I understood all of it. I don't, I don't know how long he's got left of his, his contract, Micah, but how much do you think he'll go for? How much is he worth? Ooh. Considering when every time we talk on this podcast about who should a team sign, centre forward, yeah. not, not yeah, wide not- forward, then when we go, okay, Tony could be available, Osman could be available, then sign a new deal. And you're looking through it and you're thinking, well, there's not that much out there. That could... Adapt to the Premier League when we're talking about that. You know, number nine could play all over, but who's ready-made for the Premier League? 100 million quid? One. Go on, guys. I've got one that could come back. Harry Kane could come back and beat, beat no, you. He, he's, not, he's not coming back. No know, chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay away, Harry. Good lad. But just just, just on that, that point when they said about role models, it, it, it's very difficult because, you know, when we're footballers, we... we all we know is football, don't we? And everyone expects us to be articulate. Speak for yourself, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we know about football and what football's our life. And sometimes we've missed the basic, I don't know, skills. So you look at you guys now, you can cook or whatnot. I can cook and look after myself, but if you ask me to cook a meal... I wouldn't know where to start because all my energy's gone into, <laughs> into basically someone doing it for me, takeaways, or me just making something quick and easy to see me through, you know? So when you talk about role models, like, it's it's difficult when you talk about the, the betting thing. We don't know if Tony had an illness. Did he have a, you know, did he have a gambling problem? We, we, these are all things, and because we get put on this pedestal, like, oh, footballers, we're not. We're just like normal human beings, you know. So and young men, very exactly. young men that make and young men make a lot. Of and mistakes. he's made a mistake. And, and so yes, do old men. <laughs> yes, I agree. It is a been a little bit over the top, 
But what I would just say is we're all human. He's made a mistake and he's back to what he does best in scoring goals. What I would say is you need to stay away from the takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that, Alan? Are you sure? Are oh, you sure? Oh, 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 he's yeah, taking his shirt off. Whoa, look at that. Don't stand up, Micah. Don't stand up. You've been in the gym today, haven't you? I've been in the gym, mate. Uh, wow look at that what, I mean, for those for those of you listening to the podcast and not the YouTube channel uh, Mike has just peeled off his shirt and and he's he's, he's looking a little bit chubby mm, um, look at the size of his tits jeez <laughs> <laughs> man are you going to do the rest of this podcast naked <laughs> oh no he's putting his shirt on thank heavens on, for that there's a question here for you Micah Okay. And I know you're not at home at the moment, so you can't actually point it out. Um, but um, Zaid Aref asks, no, he doesn't ask. He says, it's interesting to see the cabinet behind Micah gets oh. more in it each week, including books now. As someone that's worked on the brand, I'm interested to know what's in the purple Cadbury box behind him. What are oh. the most random awards you've each won? Thanks for a great pod. Was that a Cadbury's Man of the Match award or something, was it, Micah? <laughs> Do you, do you know what it is? I know you're not at home, so you can't show us at the moment, I, but, and I you can show us in the I'm, next I'm episode. So basically, uh, me, uh, Man City, and Cadbury's did a little uh, collaboration where, we, you know, we'd sell some chocolates, and the chocolate has actually got a, a picture of me in the chocolate. I'm sure you've done one, Alan, haven't you? No? I, 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 I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, so, Alan Alan looks a little bit um a little bit kind of embarrassed here. Is it, what is it, Alan? <laughs> what have you I got? Know it, I think it was, yeah, it was it was Cadbury's, wasn't it? The chocolate with your name on the front of it, wasn't it? On the Yes, uh, yeah. yeah, so my name's imprinted in the chocolate. Did you know that when Alan was a child that he was the Milky Bar kid? <laughs> <laughs> The Milky Bar Kid. That's a blast from the you past, isn't it? The Milky yeah. Bar Kid is strong enough for the best. It's good. Sorry about that. You got, need to be a, got pictures of that. Got you need to be a... No, it's a joke, Michael. He wasn't oh. really the Milky Bar Kid. You probably don't even know what that is. You need to be of a certain age. Let's put it that way. You need to be of a certain age. Uh, Jamie Leeson, as an avid shirt collector, have there been any players that you've played with who are as excited about new kits as fans are? And what are your favourite all-time best and worst kits you've worn, domestic or international? Oh, I mean, a shirts thing was, I mean, it was quite nice pulling on that Barcelona strip, lads. Played <laughs> <laughs> for Barcelona, Micah. Shock. I mean, we've all worn the England shirt, which is the most special thing. But I think he means in terms of the, perhaps the style or... Mm. Um, I mean, I I don't think I never we did used to think back in our day we never thought like that. We used to <laughs> put it on and um, Mikey, I, I imagine you're, you you would have been quite keen on what the shirt looked like. You know what my first football shirt was back in the days, a Newcastle United what? jersey. Was it really? Was it was it the brown eel one or the collared up the three three buttons? The three buttons. Yeah, <laughs> the Brownie. That's my favourite oh. one, though. Is that's when I signed in '96. Don't tell me that. I'm not that fucking old, am I? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, like, see, so oh I was God. born in '88, and that was my that was my first jersey, Newcastle. It was unbelievable. That was a great. How kit, old wasn't were you? It? 
And I was, I would have been eight, wouldn't I? It was 96, 88, yeah. Yeah. I would have been eight, yeah. Uh, yeah, six plus two is eight, yeah. <laughs> so are you going to add Newcastle United to one of the many teams that you now support? <laughs> two, think, two, 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 two. He's pushing for an ambassadorial role at Newcastle now. Look at him. <laughs> hey, the Jordies love me, you know that. When I yeah. went up there, honest, the hospitality was fantastic. Everyone uh, loves big meeks. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> love that. Kevin, hi guys. My question is, if you could swap your careers for one of your heroes' careers, would you and why? Um, yes, I'd swap for, I don't know, Messi, Maradona, the two Ronaldos, Zidane, Platini, Cruyff, De Bruyne. <laughs> 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 Salah um, hey, the, the list goes yeah. on although I'm quite satisfied with with, with, with what transpired what about another uh, sport though what about some would you swap oh, it for yeah. another, another oh, sport um, golf another or sport. something like that would it Joe no? Root oh would you? Tiger Woods Tiger Woods no. imagine being Tiger Woods Michael Jordan oh as in, I played golf with Michael Jordan did you, did you do a story on that did you so the dog's coming for this story. Um, <laughs> Philbert's here. Uh, right. So it's going back oh, quite a long time, um, 20 odd years ago, just kind of the absolute latter stages of uh, Michael Jordan's career. And John Holmes, my agent, who was on the podcast as a guest, um, his company was bought out by Americans and they, they were part of the group that looked after Michael Jordan. He got a phone call on a Thursday evening, and it was it was a it was a summer. That's right. So that's why I wasn't I wasn't playing football. I wasn't um, working on football at, at at that particular time of the year. So he calls me and he says, "I've had um, the office in America on, and Michael Jordan's coming over, and he wants to play golf at Sunningdale." Now I lived in Sunningdale, and I was a member of Sunningdale. Um, and I went, oh, wow. He said, yeah, but there's three of them. I went, okay. He'll have to play with a member though um, because you, at the weekend, you, you, there's no way you can get on or any time at Sunningdale unless you play with a, with a member. So I said, but I'm perfectly happy to play with them um, and host them as my guests. And he went, he got in touch with them um, and they said, that's fantastic. Okay, 9 a.m. Saturday morning. So I went to the club, sorted it out. Um, and well, I was set to play with with Michael Jordan, which was was very exciting. Friday night, I get a phone call from John Holmes again. He said, um, "Slight problem. There's now six of them." So I went, "Wow, okay. Um, I need to find another member. I'll call Michael King, who we all call Queenie. Been around a while. Played really good golf. Used to be a pro golfer on the tour. Um, exceptional player and and a great guy. So I, I called Queenie. And I went, "This has happened. Blah blah blah." Can you come along? Oh, of course. Right. Quite posh, you know. Of course. Yes, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yes, yes. Lovely. Can't wait. So anyway, so I turn up. I go there early. I get there at half eight. I walk into the it's into the office and and Keith, the uh, the, the pro at the time, he says, um, he said, um, your friends are all here. I went, oh, great. So I walk out on the, on the putting green and there were like six huge guys, big black guys, all with cigars, all putting on the putting green. I like this. And there were a few members, you can imagine, Sunningdale's like, you know, the quintessential white golf club. And they're all, <laughs> and, you, and they're all going, I'm not sure what this is. Anyway, so, so, 
So I walked over, I introduced myself, and it was like Michael Jordan, two or three other basketball players. Um, Samuel L. Jackson was also um, one of them. So anyway, so so I organized it all. And we got to the first tee and we had separated into two four balls, but we were all eight of us on the first tee. So we're, we're waiting. I mean, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing with Michael Jordan and Samuel Jackson, blah, blah, blah. And we, we separate up. And, and Queenie, he's, he likes a bet and he's kind of, <laughs> he's, he's quite a good gambler. Let's say on the golf course, he's quite canny. So he said, um, sir, he said, um, do, do we want a little wager on this? <laughs> and um, so my, Michael Jordan puffs on his cigar and he went, sure, man. Queenie said, okay. He said, so um, how much would you like to play for? <laughs> and Jordan has a big puff on his cigar and he goes, whatever makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 and that is my Michael Jordan story. Really. Oh my uh, God. Sensational stuff. <laughs> Actually, to follow up the next day. I only know this because um, I, I did that story on, on Twitter three or four years ago. And, and Michael King called me, Queenie called me, and he said, he said I've, um, I've had the times on and they, they want to um, talk to me about that <laughs> day we had at Sunningdale. He said, but I wanted to check with you it was okay first. And I said, of course it's okay. It was great. He said, is it okay if I tell them about what happened the following day? And I went, what happened the following day? <laughs> he said, he said, well, we played again, didn't we? And I went, oh, right. And I didn't know. He went, yes. He said, and um, let's just say I, I fleeced him for a few thousand. <laughs> Three thousand? <laughs> I went, oh, well done you. He said, yes. He said, but, and um, is it okay if I tell the story? I said, yeah, of course. I don't think that's a problem. He said, yeah. He said, and at the end of the game, he said, we were all there. We were having a few drinks. And he said, we'd had these bets. And he said, um, he said, and then they were preparing to leave. And he said, and I thought, do I say anything or do I not? And he said, and he, I went, well, what did you say? He said, well, I said to him, I said, Mr. Jordan, he said, in this country, when we play for money, we do tend to pay our debts. <laughs> he said he went to the car and he, he said his driver brought over £2,000 or something and paid him. No <laughs> absolutely way. sensational. Classic oh Queenie God. for those that, that I know a few people will know him. He's an absolute legend. What uh, a great story. Yeah, indeed. Thank you very much again for, for all your questions. We'll be back um, later in the week with our uh, Friday episodes. But until then, goodbye. Bye from me. Goodbye from me. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.